Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2022, and you are still listening to the Focus On Me podcast. I am Justin here with my delicious wife, Denisha, and we are here again for your listening pleasures. In 2022, and we stopped. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, still in 2022? That's the word he chooses? And I am saying, in 2022, <clears throat> I think we should take that out of our uh, adjective database. I can't make any promises. I think you should work. That should be a New Year's resolution. That it ain't be, mine. That should be a Look. goal for the year. You know, it's that time of year. Everybody starts making resolutions, and I think you should work hard on that one. I will. Again, beautiful, amazing, talented intelligent, powerful, um, graceful, all of those humble, as I'm saying, look, look, all of those things, humble. right? <laughs> In the list of adjectives, can you take out delicious and stuff like that? You well, know? you know what happens is usually the first one that comes, comes, that's the one that hits. It's, it's never planned. I don't think. Just that, so you know, it's never planned. I don't think that it's planned, <clears throat> and I think the fact that you say it so much is what makes it the first one that comes out. And I just think if you practice saying something different, like kind, mm. sweet, mm. loving, you know, talented, mm. other ones like that, it'll probably be more likely to come out differently. So let's try that. I'm gonna tell you like like, like like that because I hear you and you mean well. I, and I need you <laughs> to make so much sense because you tried to explain it like, oh, it's just the first one that comes out. It is. I agree. It's the first one that comes out. It is you different always sometimes say it. too. It's ah, not always. It's not always. I've been our listening audience. Sometimes it's delectable. Time. Sometimes Again, it's all of those. It's, it's wonderful. It's no delicious, it's delectable, decadent. You know anything that would describe food? I'm gonna ask you to put. Well, I'm a foodie too. I understand so that. So use thing. that to describe food. So you think about like senses. I think about senses. I'm a, I'm a foodie. So I, you, know, you usually smell good, so I'm like, ooh, food. Ooh. Again, that's why I don't like to wear some of those products. It's not like warm <laughs> vanilla sugar and, and cocoa and and pumpkins. Like, I don't want to smell like food, nor do I want to be described as food. And this is not the topic of today's conversation. So I'm well, just I mean, asking you, you, you to make an effort v- for our detour. listening audience and for me to, you know, come root up with some seven adjectives. I was you to go on seven eight, I know, seven. but I, I, yeah, <laughs> but since we found ourselves, you went on the highway. I just had to steer us back to where we needed to be for 2022. <laughs> So, speaking of 2022, I think the theme of this episode, if not maybe the next couple of episodes, is 2020 together. 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 Right? And even the dot, 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 still. Like, 2020 together, still. And and with that in mind, you know, let's talk a little bit about where we've been. I know it's been a little while since we had some conversation in this Focus on Me platform so why don't we talk about what you know the last five six months have been about been like where we've been why we haven't been in this capacity of it want to take the lead what's been some of the things that uh we have been doing or you have been working on since maybe our last conversation well i don't know how quiet it's been but i'm gonna say sometimes the word is used i think humbly 
quietly we say, oh yeah, you know, quietly we've been doing this, but behind the scenes we have been um, actively working towards getting ministry together. Um, so I think that has been the bulk of work and uh, attention been focused on that, which has many different layers and many things that we had no idea that it entailed, but required a lot of time and attention. So it was very necessary to do those things um, all alongside while doing regular nine to five works or some people, you know, or your nine to nine works, you know, nine to <laughs> you know, nine to two thirty, which whichever one it actually, or was it nine, nine to five, nine to nine, and then uh, 10 to two. You know, that probably, yeah, I was going to say, I remember one night not even going to sleep. Like, yeah, that's we'll probably more accurate in some night. cases. Um, yeah. But I think that that's been a large majority of what we've been doing as well as just trying to be present um, as well in the community and, and things of that nature to be of service. So that's, you guys may have lost a little bit of our service here, but um, we've been trying to do other things in other spaces as well. So... You're not you're not neglected, and we're, <laughs> you're not neglected by any means, and we're here. So, yeah. So let's be a little bit more specific. So you said we've been working on starting a ministry. I like how you say getting a ministry together, whatever that means. Yeah. But starting the ministry, why don't you tell them the name of the ministry and tell them a little bit about that? Because I'm sure they are curious as they're listening. Well, if you have not been paying attention or been. Um, Keeping up. Listen, they're not paying attention. No, I say keeping up. Keeping up because what what I the reason I say keeping up is because a lot of the posts and things that we have been doing have been through our social media as well. So you know our individual as well as the focus on me social media uh, pages as well. So. If you do not know, the ministry is called River of Freedom Ministries. Um, you can find those on that those on various different platforms: the uh, via Instagram, uh, Facebook, I believe TikTok too, I believe, and YouTube um, as well. Um, where the interesting thing about the YouTube, we actually have another podcast connected to the ministry as well. So on YouTube, you can actually see our wonderful faces if you haven't already done that before. And she always keeps talking about we're going to do this on on camera for whatever reason because she says she wants people to see. No, that's not but, true. I have not said that. You have. That has been, no, no, no. That has been feedback that people that's right, have given that's us. Right, that's that right. They, let me, that let me, let me, should, that's right. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think, I think that's from me hearing that from you. Yeah, so that's, up, that's right where it now, is. Right now, if anybody were to see you, <laughs> the way you get your head looking right now, it would Listen. not be what people it's want. All right. it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's creativity it's makes the world go all right, y'all. And <laughs> I'm sure that curiosity is sparked about why I'm saying that, but just trust me, he looks a mess right now. <laughs> not because he's not attractive. He's just being silly and has a whole uh, bunch of stuff on his head, including one of my hair wraps. So that's why I'm saying being uh, videotaped right now will probably make you all think that we're not credible as conversationalists. I am right now. That, um, that's not the case. So yeah, so these last six months or so, we started in May, started working towards um, bringing River of Freedom, a, a faith community, into fuller existence. We've always done some of these things in some capacities, but um, really now bringing it into a more um, developed 
and uh, kind of one house entity is what we've been working on. But I think that that even speaks to some of the nature of the conversation today. Like, so 2022 together. And I, you know, I wrote down dot, 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 still. Now, the reason I think still is an important part, right? So like I was saying, you're still saying delicious, even though I've asked you to find a different word. So maybe hopefully by 2023, that won't be a conversation (laughs) that we'll have. Hopefully in 2023, we will have developed new phrases. But um, thinking about these last two years in the pandemic and, and thinking about the fact that a lot of people started off their relationships in the pandemic, they were seemingly strong or seemingly solid, and that's not necessarily their story right now. Mm-hmm. And for a variety of reasons, and this is not a conversation to pass judgment, but just you know, having this reality that there are people who started married and are not. There are people who were in a relationship with one person and they are no longer in that relationship since the pandemic started, right? Going back into, say, top of, you know, 2020. Yeah, about March-ish, March, April. Well, and so just people maybe having their New Year's resolutions about what their (laughs) lives and things were going to look like. For many of them, going into January of 2022, it looks a lot different. And so uh, it's interesting because I was looking at some statistics just around divorce and, and whatnot. And I heard a lot of statistics that through the pandemic, divorce rates were going up. Uh, there is some varying research about that, but just in general, some of the things that I, I was looking at was that, you know, how are we still together, right? Mm-hmm. How can couples stay together? What helps relationships stay together? So 2022 together, how do you stay together, especially and all of the things that we've got going on right now, right? In our whole world, in these crises that keep arising, whether they are um, global crises, personal crises, you know, it's so amazing to look at the impact of just the pandemic alone on life, right? Mm-hmm. Gas prices, uh, food prices, how school is being done. You know, jobs, go to a restaurant, you can't even get a table Supply for shortage. an hour. Supply chain shortages, <laughs> right? Can't even get a table because people are, they don't have enough workers. Right. And so then it makes me think, but if people aren't working, what does that do for their financial, mm. you know, uh, portfolio, their financial profile? How does that profile then impact their everyday lives, walking around, being, right? So uh, it was interesting, just looking at some statistics just in general, uh, particularly through the pandemic, one of the things I saw that by 2020, so July, from July of 2020 Mm -hmm. to October of 2020, inquiries for divorce, like people calling lawyers to talk about, you know, information about how to get a divorce, Mm -hmm. what does this look like? They rose 122%. (laughs) <laughs> right? That's a short period of time. That was like, so the pandemic kind of officially was in U.S. shores, borders, like around March. Mm-hmm. So from March to July, but then really from July to August, and in three months or so, they went from lawyers and law firms were getting calls at a rate of 122% higher. That's insane. 
And I do think, you know, there's a lot to be said about what the stress was of having to be home, having to be stuck. You know, most people know that I travel a lot. I didn't travel hardly any at all in 2020, right? So I can imagine a lot of people's jobs were like that too, where they did travel, they were in offices, you know, a lot of work from home, working remote, which I think initially could have seemed like a very good opportunity, but it's apparently <laughs> it caused some <laughs> impacts on people, right? The other statistic that I saw connected to that was by June of 2021, the increase rose to 136%. So the longer we were in the pandemic, the more people started trying to ask questions about how do I get out of this relationship, right? So I think it is a testimony and something to be grateful for, even just for us to say like, you know, we are still actually together. And, And I know that there, again, that's not everyone's story. And for some reasons that are healthy and some reasons that, you know, I I know some people, I can say, you know, I'm glad that you're not where you used to be because where you were was not a healthy situation. It was not life-giving. It was actually hindering and harmful. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of statistics even about people being in domestically violent relationships or experiencing intimate partner abuse. And so the fact of having to be at home with no safe place to go was very, very, very dangerous for them. You know, I heard a statistic about a church where uh, people, well, not a statistic, a, a story about a church where when they were considering, you know, going virtual only, that people were contacting them saying, please don't shut the doors of the church. This is the only safe place I have to go. You know, this hour and a half on a Sunday, this hour and a half on Tuesday or Wednesday and throughout the week, that's the only safe place I have to go. So, you know, being confined with people in your house has not been so healthy and productive for everybody. No. I think, you know, I, well, one thing that I, I think about is it, it, it becomes a challenge in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, being, I think... Things were a little different for us because, you know, yeah, you were here, but I, because I was so used to you being gone a lot mm-hmm. with travel, I was just happy you were here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was I, I got spoiled, rotten, mm-hmm. because you were actually here. I mean, yeah, we I was talk like about that rottenness in a minute too. <laughs> I mean, because, because you were actually here, and it and it, it, it changed the dynamic. It, it changed the portion of my life where I'm like, okay, she's here now, but. The change was very different because it was now, yeah, you're here, but now you're now it's, you're seemingly busier. Mm, yeah. So whereas in the beginning it was you're here, you're great. It's, this is awesome. <clears throat> it's great to have you here. You know, this is great, 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 and it still was. Period. But then there was a le- another le- a level level or layer, I guess you want to say layer on there where it became you were actually even busier so your presence was here your physical was here but you at at times didn't have a choice but not to actually be present if that makes sense I wasn't as accessible even though I was here right right well yeah there you go and when I say present I mean like for instance like we've talked about this before where there are times you just need moments of downtime after you know a nine to nine day 
you sometimes you need an hour, 20 minutes, or something to kind of de- 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 what's the word? Deflate, depress. I don't know what the word I want to use. I know what you mean. Yeah, decompress, decompress. That's the word. To decompress, you need some time for that. And there are even times where you would just be like, you know, you 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 actually give me 20 minutes and be like, so I, I need to go lay down. I'm like, okay, you know. And and there's also times where it's like, hey, you know, I got my hands raised, like, hey, call on me. I, I need, I got next, I got next. And there were times where where I had to even come, like, I had to realize, like, yeah, Justin, she's beat up, like, she's had a long day. I mean, you've had a long day too, but it's a different type of day. It's a different. I mean, we, we we are both interacting with people, but on different levels, mm-hmm. and. I had to realize, like, yo, okay, give her her time. She needs time too. You might, you might want to vent, and that's part of usually my part of my process of of the ending of a day is, you know, venting about my day, Mm -hmm. whether good, bad, or indifferent. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just how I process how I process things. Period. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was that was a part of my daily, and um, so for me. One thing that I think is good, and I think this is something that may have been a challenge for for relationships, mm-hmm. is that we have, though we have, may have common interests, we also have separate interests, mm-hmm. which means in those times where we may be here together, and I may want to do something different than what you want to do, and maybe at the time we may not want to do that thing together, we can still be in the same house. Mm-hmm. Doing separate things, it did not be an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I and there's nothing wrong with that. We know we don't have we're not have, we don't have an issue with each other. There's not it's not like I'm mad at you, so I'm going in the room or you know you you, you get out the room because I'm because I, I want to stay. You know it's not that's not the argue. That's not the the friction. There's no there's not the issue. It's hey, I think I want to do this, and you know oh well I don't want to do that right now, so I'm gonna be back here and I'll come back out later. You know, mm-hmm. maybe when you're done with that, and maybe we'll do something together later. Mm-hmm. You know, it becomes a compromise, a literal, you know, compromise of, of I'll say, of life, for lack of a better term, because mm-hmm. it's. It, I think it speaks to a lot more than just us being stuck in the home, in in, in the house because nothing's open, or you know, it, it speaks more to the relationship itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that was where the challenge was hitting people. Because it was challenging people's actual relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the statistics I saw was that marriages that were already, or one of the you know bits of information I saw was that marriages that were already challenged going into the pandemic, mm-hmm. the pandemic just put a different strain on mm-hmm. those marriages, yeah. right? So it's like you know, it's all. I'm gonna use a hair analogy. Your edges is already thin. <laughs> And then you put like six bundles of weave on them. Oh, you forget it. You take it right out. now. And you wonder like where your edges went. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was reality for a lot of people that the foundation or the pandemic really did highlight what was already a challenge and what was already a strength. Mm-hmm. Because you know, um, one of the statistics I was looking at said that you know on this side of the pandemic, divorces are actually the going down. Right. Now, I think there is something to be said about the reality that a lot of people aren't getting married either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, to that same end, right, there are people who did not start off the pandemic 
uh, they started off pandemic marriage, married rather, and they are now divorced or divorcing. I think the same is true of a lot of people who did not start off the pandemic married. Mm-hmm. They got married. Right. You know, we were blessed to be able to celebrate with some of our friends and, and loved ones who got married. Um, some in a virtual space. I remember we went to a, yeah. a Zoom wedding, which was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, going, being able to celebrate and go uh, have bachelorette weekends and, and whatnot mm-hmm. because some of our friends and family were getting married. Which, and I've seen a lot of wedding pictures. We saw a lot of baby announcements. We mm-hmm. know, you know, with that uh, uh, t-shirt business making. Yeah. Uh, surprise uh, at onesies. <laughs> I'm going to be a big sister, big brother right, t-shirt. Right. You know, dad again, mom again, which is really great. So everything that happened in the pandemic wasn't bad. Right. And I think that's an important thing to lift up because sometimes the voice in the media will make it look like this is just the worst time for mm-hmm. relationships. And depending on maybe what some of your other traumas were and what you're trying to avoid in life. It might make you be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. If everybody's getting a divorce, mm-hmm. I don't want a divorce. I'm just going to stay single. But I think it's also important to lift up that everybody didn't get a divorce in the right. pandemic, which is, you know, to that point, 2020 together. Right. Like people are still together even in this year. And I think that's, again, a blessing. And I think we need to celebrate that and, and, and to actually lift up that, you know, everybody didn't go into the pandemic and come out worse than they were. Some people found their strengths. Some people found yes. their gifts. Couples collectively have found their ability to navigate like tough stuff. Mm-hmm. I have seen a lot of people who have some different uh, empathy for their partners mm-hmm. because they never really knew what it was like to be right, right, at right. home all day with the kids. They understand it. Now. Or they didn't really know or see what people were actually doing and what it looked like. Mm-hmm. You know, if, for example, if you're at work all day and I'm here doing my work all day, you being in the house actually seeing right. what my work looks like or when I would be out on the road mm-hmm. teaching, you being here in the house or seeing me having to teach and understanding like, oh, that's why she has two computers up and two phones right. and an iPad and mm-hmm. what does this look like and how does this actually exist in their world? And so I think for some people, it, it allowed them to be closer uh, and, and also, you know, experiencing the loss mm-hmm. that people have experienced I, I don't know the, the the latest number but i think we're probably close to nine hundred thousand deaths mm-hmm. of covid and that's just complications due to covid or covid itself right let right. alone all the other deaths from people who just kind of old age and cancer right. and other types of things like people have still had losses and being able to go through those together or withstand those together mm-hmm. I think it's been something that people have had a lot of successes. And if we're not careful, it's really easy to just highlight all the bad things that have happened. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what they call post-traumatic growth. Mm -hmm. Because we always talk about post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic stress disorder. But a lot of times we don't realize that there's post-traumatic growth. Right? right? There's growth that can happen after the, the troubles or the traumas. And I think that... You know, even I want to encourage families and and people to look at how did your relationship grow through these things? When things got better and being able to see that, you know, all of it wasn't bad. There were definitely things that allowed us to grow in in ways that we have gotten better through these darker days, these these trying times. And you you said it you said it best just a minute ago about, you know, 
having you you being home mm-hmm. made me understand like when you would travel somewhere <clears throat> and um, let's say wherever you were at when you called me it was let's say on my time you might have been in a different time zone or not but it was you know 9 30 10 o'clock my time and you were pretty much in your jammies bonnet and like hey my bonnet out here it's all right <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey you know hey buddy i just want to check on you want to say good night and you know had a few minutes because that training day I got, you know, that training day took that out of you. So then you being on this side of things and you were home and you had a five day, a virtual five day. I'm like, how did that work like that? But okay. And then I come home from work and, you know, that's when you're just started. You're stopping that and you may be, and then you go to your, your second piece. And I'm like, and I'm now seeing, or, you know, you're talking to me about the stress of that because I'm here now. I'm a little closer. I'm, I'm a little more accessible because, you know, you're not right into the next thing. But me being able to see that, it definitely made me understand more why when you are away, why it's like, uh... Like why I was so tired? Yes. I was that didn't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was more of an expression. Okay. But, but yeah, why you were so exhausted, it made me understand... And you said empathy, but for me it was more understanding. It's like empathy. same thing, but I, but I, I like the word understanding. But it, it it made me really be able to see like okay, so this is what happened. This is not not that I didn't care before, but it made me understand more. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was it it was important I, to to me. I think you know, and that's something else that I think that things have happened within relationships as well as that you know for the for the and it's not to say that there weren't other extenuating circumstances to the to the ones who haven't made it but or the ones who got out or get out of these relationships but i think one thing it makes you consider is the value systems Mm -hmm. and the things that you value versus your partner things that Mm -hmm. you know and the new people because a lot of this throughout those last two years a lot of people have encountered new people Mm -hmm. because all they had was virtual Mm -hmm. so it's all virtual now so now we're working i'm connecting virtually with new people so Mm -hmm. you're now and it it almost makes you take inventory of yourself of the type of people now that i'm introducing into my life the type of people that are you know within my circle or so and it really tested the ones that were in the circle too mm-hmm. you know pat you know outside of marriages and stuff like that, it tested those you know those relationships as well you know because again it's about the community that community that you had um but back to the you know the relationship portion um i think that it the, this time of I'll say being together it it does make you have to face issues mm-hmm. you know when you know I mean we've had plenty of conversations mm-hmm. um not all that was quite I'll say why well, I say well I'll say maybe not on a we both agreed on it but we both understood each other mm-hmm. you know whether you know you know if we didn't we may not have agreed on the end result but we understood why, what the, the, the perspectives that, you know, each other came from, came mm-hmm. from, which I think is important to be able to actually have the conversations mm-hmm. so there can be understanding. Mm-hmm. Because 
you may be thinking that this is this is why this person is thinking about thinking this and not understanding there's more behind it. And a lot of times it has more to do with maybe something they have something that was unspoken that happened in previous relationships that maybe now you're you're, you're saying this and it's, it's triggered. And you don't know that because clearly it's not something. And they may, then they might. The crazy thing is they might not even realize it until they start talking it through, because there's a certain emotion that comes out while you're talking and while they're ha- y'all have, are having this, you know, very serious discussion about something. Mm-hmm. So it ha- being having that opportunity to have those conversations to get understanding from both sides is, is very important, especially during this time. Yeah. So, you know, as we kind of bring this episode to a close, it sounds like you were we've kind of hit on some things a little bit without identifying them, but identifying things that helped us to endure these last couple of years, mm-hmm. particularly this side of the pandemic, right? Not that it's over, but two years into a, a, a life-altering, world-altering situation, things that helped us to still be together mm-hmm. in 2022. Uh, and so I heard you speaking about conversations. Uh, we've been talking about that understanding or that empathy is built from experiencing life in the other person's shoes or mm-hmm. having a little bit more of an up close and personal or intentional eye around what is it like to exist in that world especially because people were at home together um is there anything else that you can think of that you would say helped us to actually endure and still be together on this side of 2022 crazy i I mean this might not be uh a quote-unquote thing but the, the, the phrase that's coming to my brain is togetherness when I say together, it's still doing things together. Mm-hmm. Um, there were sometimes we just have game night and we would sit down and we would play games. Mm-hmm. Um, taking the time to still do things together outside of, you know, because a lot of people are still virtually working. Like like you you had your virtual work. I, I was actually still actively going to, you know, my job site. So even um, during a lot of that time, I wasn't, I didn't have to work the weekends. So, the good thing about that was it, if it can give us any other time, we knew we had the weekends mm-hmm. to do things. And I think still sharing time, and I say share time, you know, I, what I spoke about earlier about how, you know, we both had, we both still had, though we had together interests, we also had separate interests as well. So we were able to separate, but also coming together to share in those interests at times too. So for instance, like from October Till probably January. Till about January, I probably watched 16 million Hallmark movies. Only about 15. Okay, 15 million Hallmark movies. Um, some of them were looped and looped and looped and looped. And so I am more not. <laughs> I know there's probably a little less loops than I said, but no, there were actually more. But um, but even in that, I mean, it's evident. I am not a Hallmark person at all. However, I could tell you in some cases about some of the movies that you didn't even watch, and you were like, "You, I'm like, yeah, we watched this already, babe. You remember where and this happened, and you're like, you did watch it, like, yeah, I watched it. Now, I'm clearly not interested in Hallmark. This is your thing, but. I know it's your thing, and I took the time to spend that time with you watching them, 
where where I still just like I have done in times where I was like, you know what? I can't Hallmark anymore. I need some Hallmark free moments. So I need to go. So I go to the other TV, you know, so, you know, or I would do something else. But even in the, in the flip side of it, you would watch wrestling with me. Or we, and then... I was about to say, because you owe down in the wrestling anyway. So this Hallmark, this loop of Hallmark is just me not even <laughs> touching the surface of how much wrestling I've watched. And, and like in six to eight weeks of Hallmark, I, you still have not caught up with wrestling. I don't know. You're closer. But you're I not don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> you are not anywhere. You still owe down. You owe down. I don't, I don't and know. And our wrestling and our followers and friends know that that you owe down on the Hallmark. So I don't know. Trust I, me. I, I, you I do. cannot deny or confirm. I know because you don't want to uh, acknowledge the truth. But to that point, like you said, us doing things together mm-hmm. and being able to honor each other enough to do things together, but also enough to be able to communicate like, nope, can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. We'll reconnect later in some other moment. And I sit there, reconnect. Yeah. I think it's really important as people, because, you know, Omicron, Omarion, and them, I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. So as people are thinking, and I think, you know, last summer or in 21 summer, I think there was, you know, this kind of glimmer of hope that things were going to be back to normal. And I'm not saying that they're not, but it's just also... You know, just a lot of things happening right now that might be indicating we're not as out of the woods as we thought we were. And so if for some people, how does that, you know, impact the idea of having to spend another winter, another season, another year doing some of the things? What, you know, some of the ways that they might be able to safety proof or or um, insulate their relationship around whatever the future might bring. Um, one of the things that I'll say as we you know, bring this to a close that I think has helped us has been building together. We talked about, you know, River of Freedom, but just even, you know, other things that we have done together with focal points and being able to, you know, align and actually experience even different parts of ourselves in those other spaces. So, like, for example, I know you as Justin, who, uh, you know, is in sales and Justin, who is in uh, into wrestling, you know me as Denisha the counselor or Denisha the you know consultant. But even to step into other spaces, like oh, this is uh, Justin who has to make these videos and, and be this kind of personality. Mm-hmm. You know what strengths and struggles come out of that. Uh, Denisha who has to um, shift more of the show up and and get it accomplished or over the finish line to Denisha who has to start the first kick on the first play. What does that actually look like? What stressors and strengths come out of those moments? And so um, getting to experience each other in different ways, I think, has been a challenge and a growth opportunity. I think we have, in many cases, risen to the occasion. But uh, it's been just, an, I think, that growing together, going through a new season of life together has been interesting. And I guess the last thing I really say is I want to encourage people, if you are in relationships, and it feels stale or feels stagnant, what are some things that you can start to do together? I've seen too many people start to take these shifts of individualism Mm -hmm. 
and that is negatively impacting their desire to even want to be with each other because they're working on things separately or they are seemingly going in separate uh, directions but what are things that you can do together that actually bring you back together it brings a reliance and a dependence on each other so that way it's not just well here's what i did versus here's what we did here's what we are doing and here's how it's impacting us so as we continue our conversations in the next episodes or even somewhat the theme for this first quarter of 2020 together you know we want to encourage you to find one thing to do together maybe something new something to start whether it doesn't have to be a business or empire but maybe it's just start watching a movie together read a book together we read a lot of books together and having conversations and and that was important to me because i wanted us to have similar knowledge about things so that way we could move in the same direction particularly around the ministry but just in general so you know as we're going into this year do something together so that way you can stay together so catch us on the next episode of focus on me um share it with your family and friends if you have not already like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast from and we will see you around on the next episode of focus on me